Yo, Chad, what if I told you there's a platform that could completely revolutionize your hiring strategy in a matter of hours? Yeah, I'd call bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit with AI for jobs powered by our friends at This Way Global. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, While everyone else is fishing in the same old talent pools, AI for Jobs can source over 160 million diverse candidate profiles. This Way Global has established unique partnerships with over 8,500 trusted diversity partners. So wait a minute. All of the hard on-the-ground work is already done. That's right, Cowboy. You can discover 300 qualified candidates per job rack instantly. Wow. It's like having a candidate sourcing magic wand. (laughs) Dude, if you had a magic wand, you would have Mexican pizzas all day. Mm. Uh, Stop distracting me, Sowash. AI for Jobs Advanced Matching Algorithm analyzes past applicants using trillions of historical matching events and over 1,600 data points. Now that is what AI should be doing, saving recruiters time on sourcing while they provide a white glove candidate experience. Let's wrap this shit up. I'm hungry. Listen up, kids. Revolutionize your hiring process today by jumping over to thiswayglobal.com and checking out AI for Jobs, where you can learn more about how to leverage AI for your recruiting instead of just writing poems and grocery lists. That is thiswayglobal.com. We out. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese podcast. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your sous chef's favorite podcast, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm your co-host. Joel Cheeseman, joined as always, the Eiffel to my tower. Chad Sowash is in the house, and we are happy live from the text Colonel Booth at Unleash in Paris to welcome Hendrik Schmall, partner Schmall. at Ernst & Young, or EY, in the wonderful city of Berlin. Welcome to the show, Hendrik. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, too. Yeah, thank course. you. Thank you. So our, <laughs> our listeners unlikely know who you are, so give us a Twitter bio about Hendrik. At Twitter bio, it's more, so it's more like that I'm doing 30 years almost on consulting in HR particular. Okay. Made a perfect uh, consultant career from Accenture to Deloitte to Conferry to uh, Ernst & Young. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm particularly focusing on the, the issues the CHROs are oh, actually yeah? having. You have any kids? Yeah, where's the personal kids? stuff? You have three kids? Okay. I have three kids. Three yeah, kids. Consultants, yeah. How many okay. pairs of lederhosen do you own? <laughs> <laughs> Actually two. Yeah, after our last Zwei. season. Zwei. Yes. Zwei. I love yes. it. Oh. I love it. I love it. No. So your focus is on Germany for sure. and But I want to get your take on Europe because we have a European show. We're two dumb Americans. Give us and other dumb Americans that listen to the podcast and even some Europeans the state of of the business in Europe as a whole from how you see it. It has a bunch of countries in it. It does have a lot of countries in it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of countries. We yeah. don't want to state our country-by-country country breakdown. Just give us, <laughs> no. just give us a 30,000-foot view. No, but what we're usually facing is that the one-size-fits-all logic, which is coming yes. globally and uh-huh. quite often from America. Yeah. yeah then there are boundaries uh, when they're facing the challenges in EMEA, in Europe. And that's mainly driven about the different cultures we have within such European region. 
the regulations, of course, it's a major topic. Uh, quite different, but country by country, even state by state. Right. Um, and then coming back to the culture, yeah, that's not also the culture is something we are very proud of, and I think an Italian is very proud of the Italian culture. The French guy is very French, and the German sure. is very German. Uh, and how to tackle this as a business, even with the one size fits all logic, then then you have your challenges. So you're saying the EU hasn't brought everyone together in harmony uh, in <laughs> Europe? Is that what you're saying? No, we are trying hard. Yeah, but we trying respect hard, each yeah. other. Yeah. Trying hard, all sure. under one note. Yeah, and then Britain leaves Trying. and, and well, screws man. it all up. Damn it. Fuck them. That's all I got to say. Yeah, but also economically driven. Eh? That's a yeah. difference. Eh? So, yeah. so one has the recession, then you have the industry logic, where the one country is larger in the pharmaceutical uh, companies and industry rather than the production. The production is suffering right now. Why? Why is it suffering? Is it a, is it a supply chain thing? What, why is it suffering? Is What's, it a Russia thing? It all came a lot with uh, the Ukraine war too. Yep. Uh, of course, uh, but the overall recession and they are suffering. They are suffering on the talent shortage. Yeah. yeah. It's really something where you have to move actually your production to different countries. Yes. To source talents over there. Uh, that's a major topic. And then of course uh, the increases of all the prices with the oil, with the energy. That's, yes. Um, Topic. What about what about Israel and Hamas? Do you think that's going to be a, a big impact as well? I mean, because it feels like we're clawing our way out. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then something else happens. Right. We, we had Ukraine, Russia invade Ukraine. And then that obviously impacted dramatically for Europe. No, no yeah. question. Right. Do you think this this war is going to impact uh, as well? Emotionally, of course. Oh, of course. I'm yes. not a politician, but uh, having just uh, but just economically, the is what economical I mean. yeah. footprint of, of having Iran, uh, yes. Jordanian, and all the stuff, and then in the end of the day, talking with the Americans and the Russians. Uh -huh. Again, I think that must have an impact. Yeah. Then entering Africa, which is a market to go anyway. Yeah. Yes. More or less soon, and then you have the problems. Yeah? I want to dig into the the talent shortage that you mentioned in Germany. Are we talking service sector? Are we talking healthcare? Are we talking tech? We're talking everywhere. Are we talking all of it? And yeah. what is Germany doing to remedy that? Are they opening up the yeah. uh, the borders? Yeah, I'm not sure whether you have uh, seen our votes uh, last week. Yeah, so, uh, no, it's a major topic is immigration. So, yes. migration, actually. Yes. And we were always quite bad in handling this. Yeah, And also even turning... Uh, people coming to Germany into the logic of getting them educated, getting them in integrated into yeah. the business and so on. Into society, so yeah. And this is yeah, it's a society topic since 30, 40 years. And no, we are not doing that way. No, yeah. it's really uh, lying on the companies. Yeah. They say, okay, what kind of integration approach, inclusion approach we are really doing? Yeah. Uh, who is applicable for what kind of work? And then, of course, it's blue collar work, but it's getting more and more into the scientific uh, logic yeah. too. Yeah, that is, but it's kind of, uh, company by company. It's yeah. less about uh, the society or the Germany is taken care of. How has the EV revolution impacted Germany? Because Germany is a juggernaut in producing autos, luxury autos, Volkswagens, and Tesla is making inroads to building Teslas in Germany. You're smiling. So talk about the EV revolution and, and what that is going to mean to Germany's economy. Also in Germany, I'm from Berlin, so he, also Elon Musk made a Tesla factory just next to Berlin, or even still uh -huh. in Berlin. Yeah. Um, however, I think that uh, in the end of the day, it is uh, driving us for having more innovation. So uh, keeping up the speed of this 
innovation coming from everywhere. Yes. And then it's more like research and development and then, then really applying it into your production and supply chain. Yeah. So it's changing actually jobs, products, and in my opinion, it's a very good logic to get more and more pushed to innovation rather than relying on the existing and making a couple sure. of evolvements yeah. rather than revolutions. So Germany historically has been very union heavy, right? Uh, Elon Musk, historically, not union heavy. How's that going to work out? I think he's facing a couple of uh, challenges in, in Germany. Yeah, I, yeah. So, yeah. So each company has to deal with it. Yeah, and the unions is not, not a bad thing about it. It's more like having a dialogue, getting them involved. Yeah. Then you get also the support. Yes. And at the end of the day, it's about the workforce and the human beings. And then we have the protection logic. We have a logic of uh, being kind, uh, keeping development, but also having the sort of job secureness. Right. Which is a bit difficult for Americans to deal with. Yeah. So rather than saying, hey, you are terminated. And then yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's a different story. So you, you have to do a different kind of workforce planning. And also along with this, with budget and expenses. Yeah. So... Germany is at the center of a lot of interesting activity in the vendor space in employment. Personio is a company that we talk about quite a bit on the European show, which is a German company. You have Deutschland. You have Randstadt buying AppCast, which was the 800-pound gorilla of programmatic advertising from the United States, and then bought Baird and created AppCast One. So there are a lot of things happening in Germany. What's your take on the companies that are being built? Uh, their impact on the German economy, how they're looked at from a brand perspective. Germ Germany's having a moment. So, so bask in it and let us know your, your thoughts. Also, first of all, I'm very proud that German offers this, this room for startups and then really not only being a startup with a small platform, but really then yes. getting larger and larger and larger. And when you look at our ducks, so our most uh, 30 uh, valued companies, yeah. uh -huh. Yeah, then half of them are former startups. So they really, really exchange. Wow. Yeah, if you, if half you compare, of them. Half of them, yeah. Wow. If you compare 10 years ago or yeah. 20 years ago, yeah, then the names just disappeared and went into the MDAX, DDAX, and so on. Yeah. Wow. So like Delivery Hero and something like this. Uh, so Randstadt is the one thing which is just doing an expansion by Anorganic Row. Uh -huh. So they have to do this anyhow. Otherwise, they are getting just not recognized anymore. Uh, and you want to keep business. Yep. Uh, and Personio is a great example. Yeah? Oh, so yeah. it's, it's still called a startup, even though they are, I don't know, existing a since unicorn. seven or eight unicorn, yeah. years or something like this. Uh, but, uh, but the logic on the momentum, yes. maybe from SAP, HCM, and Workday, then as a pot, uh, potential new logic and uh, with the Oracle stuff and, and so on. So it was like, okay, there was a momentum. Yeah. And I think they were growing successfully. Yeah, now they have one and a half thousand employees or something like this. I'm yeah. not so quite sure, but so they are getting recognizable. Well, they're getting ready to expand into the U.S. Coming to America, that's baby. That's a big, big, big step. Yep. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions. And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> 
<laughs> seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t-e-x-t-k-e-r-n-e-l.com mm, nachos <laughs> are you struggling to attract the talent you need today do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going there's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. That's that's Neil Diamond right there. That is Neil Diamond worthy. So we work remotely. Is there is education in Germany focused on startups? Are governments focused on giving money to companies? Like what's in the water in Germany that's starting starting all these companies? Because this is something new in our industry. I think, also first of all, Berlin is quite creative and the major hub for startups in Germany, followed by Munich and now it's Hamburg, I think. Is that capital money? Is that investment, no, private money? Private, private and money. Investment okay. money. Okay. But for me, it's a source, it's a creative, uh, creative people. So we are quite international in those cities. So it's not all about there's a German starting a startup. Yeah, it's more, I, I don't care where they are coming from, but there's, there's an environment, there's an ecosystem. And uh, there are a lot of platforms you can exchange to you learn from each other and then you collaborate. And then I think ideas are getting larger and larger and then it becomes a company. Huh? Well, when you don't have to go to Silicon Valley to get money, that makes a big difference. And we're seeing this happen in Europe and we talk about it quite a bit on the show. Yeah, but it's not, I mean, the Silicon Valley money, I mean, Personio, they, they got a lot of cash, right? But it's almost like they're spending cash better in Europe than they are in the U.S., I mean, they're getting so much cash, or at least they were, right? We were on that yep. sugar rush for a while, and then there were nothing but freaking unicorns being manufactured. Do you think that as we take a look at all of these startups who got a lot of money, that we're going to see a lot of dead unicorns soon? I hope. Actually, <laughs> I hope. You hope? I hope. Explain, uh, explain. For me, it's um, in my particular profession. If you look what are kind of startups and unicorns over there, yeah, yes. then there are quite a lot of uh, similarities across the startups. And uh, like everything which is quite often, there must be a consolidation. 
And then I even think that they are either making it together or then they are just disappearing. But for sure, that they will be uh, using the new technologies, the new logics and possibilities. Yeah. There must be unicorns. Yeah? And there's something uh, becoming a unicorn uh, maybe next year. Yeah. And then there's uh, getting commodity after three years. Yeah? So it's more like I think there's a pace and the passion of technique and possibilities. They are, they are just they are, they're there. Yeah? They're yeah. just able yeah. to use it. I, I want to pivot us. Pivot. I want to pivot us to all, something that the HR practitioners out there need to hear they probably want to hear is around business and being more focused on business. Now I know that, I mean, that's really, that's your wheelhouse. One of the things that we haven't been able to do, a lot of CHROs see themselves as cost centers instead of the actual people who are the heart and soul of the organization that make things work because without talent, you can't build cars. You can't develop cars. You can't, right. You can't do any of this. So what are you doing to be able to help those companies get past time to hire, cost per hire, and get all the way to the bottom line. Because the bottom line is the only thing that the board and the CEO and, and the C-suite care about. All the rest of those, they don't care. So what are you doing to help them? Well, we are helping them by the portfolio and the impact of the P&L. Yeah. So really talking about, okay, what is necessary, uh -huh. either in your supply chain and in your whole value chain, and uh, what is it uh, meant to be influenced by HR? by the workforce, by the people, by the skills you have or not have anymore, and so on. So it's more about uh, becoming the, the, bus also the business partner. That's a yeah. old-fashioned word, yeah? Right. Like a buzzword, but uh, understanding the business is first. Listening to the business is even weird, but that's a necessity. And then we are consulting uh, CHROs or the HR organizations. It's more like, a, should we really talk with the business? Or do they really know what, what they are expecting from HR? Right. They say, exactly, listen to this, understand it, and then get the sense for the PL impact. That's not about getting the payroll right. Yeah. So that's yeah. commodity. Yeah. 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 But it's uneven hiring. Yeah. Also hire the best people in a short time when they are really necessary. And on time, on, on sequence, we would say. Right. Yeah, that, that's something that has an impact. If you are looking for a salesperson and then they are not there, then you are not selling anything. Well, yeah. in, in especially vital roles, right? Because we just saw many of the, the FANG organizations, the Facebook, the Amazons, the Googles, they were bloated. They did. These were not vital positions. They were hoarding talent, right? And now they're, now they're, now they're flushing talent out. And then we're starting to see more companies and more companies doing that who were trying to keep up with them before. Are we going to start focusing on the vital roles as opposed to just because the CRO wants to fill more roles? We know we know that the roles that we are focusing on are vital as opposed to we're just we're just burning cash. Yeah, and, and the may, uh, other perspective. Yeah, as you have a platform where people are working and all aiming for the same target. Yeah, and, and that's great. There's creativity in the room, and then you develop something. But how to make out of a platform a real functioning organization? That's that's something most of the countries are not capable to do. They even have incubators yeah, and becoming a new business unit with new ideas, with new people. Yeah, that is something like oh, But we have the governance in place. It has to be applied for this too. Yeah, we have all these procedures, and also, then then they are starting to struggle, and then they are losing the talent again. It's more like a platform capability. Yeah, I don't want to call it agile organization. Yeah, it's more like it's really a platform. It's a competence, and then being able to distinguish between your hardcore production stuff. Yeah, versus there's the crazy ideas, my new products, my my new innovation. Actually, that sounds fancy. Yeah. Platform. 
We're here at the Unleash World Conference in Paris. We're here in the Tex Kernel booth. What are some of your early takeaways and insights from the conference? Also, I'm very impressed by all the startups I don't know. Yes. So I really, I'm here actually to run around, getting known each of the, of the companies, of the startups, to be just ahead of the new wave of innovations coming up. Eh? It's more like, you know, the standard softwares yeah. and what they are capable. I, I love TextKernel. Yeah, it was really great for, yeah. for all the skill management and recruiting stuff. There are so many add-ons, yeah? so many uh, actually using AI stuff yeah. to make lovely work perfect and even smarter that that's that's uh, that's actually why i'm here and i'm very excited so i met already 20 companies and i was not aware of them excellent what an optimistic feel-good way to close this interview wow. <laughs> with hendrik schmall everybody he's the partner at ey if they want to know more about you hendrik where would you send them uh, to linkedin actually linkedin linkedin that's hendrik schmall everybody we out we out Wow, look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuckleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.